Struggling to stay up to date with social media? Do you want to get ahead online? You're in the right place. Welcome to the Public Sector Marketing Show, the podcast for public sector professionals who want to elevate their digital communications. Here's your host, Joanne Sweeney. Hello and welcome to episode 79 of the Public Sector Marketing Show. My favourite research of the year is out and in this episode I share with you my top takeaways for PR and media pros. The 2023 Digital News Report is produced by Reuters Institute and the University of Oxford. Influencers continue to influence online, podcasting is growing, TikTok is commanding news attention and news avoidance is becoming an even bigger issue. So stay tuned and find out how citizens are consuming or not digital news in the digital age. We can no longer ignore the rapidly changing trends when it comes to news avoidance. But who took part in this study, the Digital News Report 2023? This year's report reveals new insights about digital news consumption based on a YouGov survey of over 93,000 online news consumers in 46 markets, covering half of the world's population. That is significant. This year's report comes against the backdrop of a global cost of living crisis, a continuing war in the heart of Europe, and further climate instability across the world. In this context, news behaviours are changing. The report learnings for public sector marketing pros include algorithm and news, and how consumers are responding to the fact that their news consumption is based on personal preference and then is controlled by algorithms. News participation is a changing trend. We're seeing reductions in some markets about people participating in news. This is bad for democracy. Media criticism is also on the increase and we're still trying to balance that fine line of mainstream media versus social media and that big question, who controls the news anyway? Public service media has seen an uplift in public trust. This is great news for public sector pros. It's also great news for democracy. And finally, and probably not surprising, news podcasts and news podcast consumption is experiencing an increasing trend. So if you don't have a public sector podcast right now, then now is time that you should definitely consider of introducing one into the marketing mix. Public sector pros, do you want to progress in your career? Are you going for promotion? Do you want to stay ahead of the digital media landscape? We can help you. View our training calendar at publicsectormarketingpros.com. So what are the top trends from the 12th annual digital news report of 2023? Probably not surprising is that video-based content on TikTok, YouTube, and Instagram, even Snapchat, is continuing to dominate and, in fact, is on the increase. Digital news consumption is down. Now, let's take a moment to consider this one. Digital news consumption is down. Wouldn't we think that the opposite, in fact, would be true instead? So 22% of respondents say they prefer to start their news journeys on a website or on an app, 
but that's down 10% since 2018. What does it mean? It means that younger demographics everywhere are showing a weaker connection with news brands' own websites. Instead, they prefer to get their news from celebrities and influencers on social media. So let's jump on to that trend. Celebrities and influencers get more attention than journalists when it comes to news. I need to say that again. Celebrities and influencers are getting more attention than journalists when it comes to news. They're paying more attention to the people that they trust, the people that they follow. So this is the reason and the rationale, and I share this with my radio clients across Europe also, that you need to have a strong presence on social and reorientate news and moving it into the digital and the social media space. There's also an opportunity both for mainstream media and for public sector agencies to turn your staff members into those influencers. At the end of the day, they are public sector marketing experts and they're experts in their own fields. The algorithm skepticism is growing also. Now, we all know that if we're on TikTok or on Instagram Reels or on YouTube Shorts, we very much welcome the fact that the algorithm knows our personal preferences and our tastes. However, when asked about algorithms and how they control news, 30% say that having stories selected for me on the basis of previous consumption is a good way to get news. But that is 6% lower than when Reuters Institute first asked the question in 2016. So again, that skepticism is coming in. Trust in news has fallen. However, there's a shift for public sector and public broadcasters. So from an Irish context, that would be RTE. However, they're having their own battles at the moment. So it will be interesting when I speak to Colleen and what she has to say about that. But public media brands are the most trusted when it comes to news. So what does all of this mean for public sector marketing and your own digital PR strategy? Ultimately, people are looking for incidental news on social media. You want to stop the scroll. You want people to see your news when they're engaging with their celebrities or their influencers. You also need to really repurpose that PR that you're giving to mainstream media, turn it into TikToks, turn it into Reels, turn it into YouTube Shorts. And another thing that you need to do is you need to start thinking about how you can be the journalist in the digital age. A really good example is to follow the BBC News on TikTok. They have mastered news in the digital age. And whenever I'm training any of my clients on digital news or digital PR, it's always the example that I bring up. For today's big interview, we are doing something a little bit different. I spoke to Sarah Madden from News Talk, who compiled a really interesting radio report uh, that's now on Spotify, but she's kindly given us permission to use it on the podcast on the TikTokization of news and those results from the 2023 Digital News Report. So have a listen to my voice and some other experts in this section. When's the last time you bought a paper? Um, I don't buy the paper ever. Or sat down to watch the news? 
Oh my God, I'd say a few years ago at this point, yeah. Well, according to Reuters' recent digital news report, for 18 to 24-year-olds, the answer might just be never. With the availability of how much there is out there, there's a little bit of information overload and some people do just turn it off completely. But if TV news is tanking and papers practically prehistoric, how are young people staying up to date and what news is feeding them? Well, I think firstly, we've never had so much lose in our everyday life. Claire Highland, head of the youth lab at Think House, has been combing through Reuters' findings. So typically we tend to think of news only in the hands of the media in the sense of, you know, typical broadcasters. But actually today everyone can share their news. So if you think of a young person who have might have multiple social feeds, so they might be active on Twitter, they might be active on TikTok, they have an Instagram account, they go to YouTube. They're actually accessing different types of news on different platforms. The big watch out, and this is in the context of young people as a cohort accessing news as through social media and through digital as being the number one source which they're accessing news, is that they're often accessing news through peers or through people that they might follow as they have a personal interest in them. So they're not necessarily getting the, the news in the sense of the official news from the official site. And if you think of the idea of Chinese whispers, so somebody, for example, can start a story, it gets passed on, it gets passed on, that oftentimes might not be factually correct. And that has implications on how people look at society, how they understand society, uh, and that has impacts on citizenship. There's so much out there online. It's so difficult sometimes with all this new technology to know what is real, what is fake. Hilary McGann is just one of a number of journalists taking advantage of the increasingly blurry line between social media and the media of news. I view myself as a personal shopper of news and of journalism. And I'm saying, here's what's important. Here are the staples. Here is where I would go if I were you. Yes, I definitely feel that the audience that I have on Instagram really connect with me as a person and me as a journalist. With more than 12,000 followers on Instagram, this former CNN producer is a go-to for many busy 20 and 30-year-olds looking to stay up to date on what's new in the news. I'm a journalist. I'm paid to be a journalist. I'm passionate about journalism. And I really struggle sometimes to stay up to date with what's going on. It's the idea of we're not going to go looking for this anymore. You have to fit into my day, my routine and my interests. And news organizations and journalists, individual journalists like myself, need to look and say, how do we bring it to you? If TikTok is the modern iteration of short form news, then podcasts are their long form sister. I mean, I don't have a friend who doesn't listen to a podcast. You look at this time of year in particular, I've even noticed uh, a real uptick in my friends talking about podcasts. And a lot of that to do is to do with them walking to work, their commute to work back and forth. And again, that goes back to the same theme, the same conversation about how we as an industry find a way to slot ourselves into the lives of our listeners, our viewers and our readers in a way that doesn't add to their workload or the the amount of things that they have to do in a day that we're kind of a little bit of a relief during the day in, in your commute 
or as you're going to bed, you're just scrolling through Instagram, whatever it is, we can bring it to them. I think we need to view ourselves as really providing a service that is partly a delivery service, as opposed to just saying, we've got the content, hope you find it. And what is that content young people are looking for? We see a lot of stories that are rooted in what we call a think house, this idea of slay, play, drama all day. Claire Highland again. So just drama erupting, particularly when you think of young people that have grown up immersed in an internet culture. And in fact, internet culture is real culture. So you might have a certain makeup artist that is feuding with another makeup artist. And then there's, you know, all these bylines and plot twists and sagas that are happening kind of behind the scenes. Is Colleen Ballinger going to make an apology video to Adam McIntyre? Let's talk about it. And then there's communities and fandoms around either that subject area or that persona, that celebrity even. So then it gets the opportunity to be dissected and analysed and like it's fun. As well as favouring entertaining and even interactive news content, this year's digital news report found that young people gravitate towards positive stories or solution-focused articles and are even likely to filter out negative stories or depressing news news around maybe the war in Ukraine, healthcare, certain things that they just don't help, I guess, manage their own personal mental health on a day-to-day. So that's why we see people purposely choosing to not follow certain sites. Like everything I engage with online is all things that I want to. And like if I don't want to watch something, I'll probably just press not interested. And I'm like very actively like, no, I don't want to watch that. Whereas like probably something that anything that comes up on my mum's page she's like yeah have to read this now have to know about this i've seen my mum in depressive episodes over things that i'm like mum this you can't do anything about this and she's like yeah it's terrible i'm like yeah i know and you can have empathy but you don't need to watch it all the time what is appealing is is positive news stories and i think this is really where kind of the humor comes in or helpful content useful content in the sense of solution orientated content so you have a problem here's you know how to address it we just see both of those behaviors both kind of consciously trying to kind of edit news out of your lifestyle and then equally I guess curate the positive stuff that you're interested in when I'm scrolling through looking about like I get real bogged down about like climate stuff and I need something like hard yeah I feel like people want to have a little bit of hope people want to you know hear good news The worry here, of course, is that curated and heavily filtered news feeds may edit out important updates on critical stories of the day. Social media will always bring you that incidental global conversation and people will be kept up to date. There's no way that you can avoid it. Joanne Sweeney is founder of the Digital Training Institute. Yes, you can turn off your radio, turn off your TV station, decide not to buy newspapers. But social media brings us the trending conversations of the day. And largely mainstream media is also driving those conversations of the day. So I think we can never not be served up content around what we need to know as citizens. So news today is best delivered to young people through social media and podcasts. Positive stories are resonating while negative ones are being filtered out. But what's next for news media and how will the industry look in the future? The one trend that has already arrived is the role of artificial intelligence in news distribution and content creation. So we have 
ChatGPT4. We have OpenAI platforms. We have Google Bard. These are going to reform how we discover, how we search for, and how we are served news. One thing to note is that Google came out in October 2022 and admitted that 18 to 24-year-olds are now not using Google search or YouTube search as their number one search engine. They're actually using TikTok and Instagram. And that is a massive game changer. You know, Google becoming irrelevant, who would have seen that coming? So I believe the AI will, will reshape the media landscape just as the internet, just as social media and just as TikTok did. Thank you so much for tuning in to episode 79 of the Public Sector Marketing Show. As always, just a quick reminder that if you haven't got your hands on the second edition of Public Sector Marketing Pro, it's now available on Amazon. It's also available in Kindle. And you can listen to six hours of the gospel according to Joanne on Audible. We now have an audiobook version as well. I will see you on the next show. If you enjoyed this episode, please share with a public sector pro you know. Don't forget to subscribe, rate and review on your favorite podcast platform or on YouTube. For more free resources, details of our upcoming training courses and consulting options, log on to publicsectormarketingpros.com.